Welcome to Team Rabbit World Edition 215 with Cherry Cash and Cherry Bomb in Life, Aussie Meme Priestess Gemini. Join the team as we get to know a chica from Down Under who is a forever student of life, making memes, pushing boundaries and enjoying the ride. Welcome and well met. Oh, thank you, Matt. That's a beautiful introduction there. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully you're doing all right in the land down under. Uh, so something we do on this episode or podcast rather is uh, correlate the episode number to a major arcana. In this case, that would be the number eight card, which is strength. I face my fears with the strength of love and patience. The strength card is about trusting yourself, letting your inner endurance shine, using your power to embrace the amazing person within. You have everything you need within you to succeed. Raphael, what would you have? Oof. Number 29, the Angel of Liberation, belonging to the Dominions. This angel is invoked against heretics and people who harm us, consciously or unconsciously, dominates all the spiritual sentiments and meditations. It is the expected God, belonging to the Six of Wands, which is in itself the Lord of Victory, and the affirmation is... I have the nerve, sense of purpose, and determination to meet the challenges that will be presented now. So I'm curious <laughs> if any of that resonated sound would like it. Oh, yes, it did. Um, both, very much so. And um, it's, as I was talking to Raph yesterday, um, it's that cave you fear to enter. Um, so that's what I do. I just go in. <laughs> No matter how hard I am freaking out right now. But anyway, <laughs> but yes, thank you so much. That's a spot on. Well, as it says, you've, uh, you have everything you need within you to succeed. Like you don't have to, don't sweat, don't be nervous. You've already uh, apparently been making a name for yourself. Like I said, uh, my fiance has shared your memes off of Instagram. I have uh, not oh, to take, oh. don't take this. I know. Haley said, Oh, I know her. I'm sure coming from first. all sides. Here you go. Well, it's well, coming from all sides. <laughs> right. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm like, I, I don't know who you are, but I'm glad we got you on. So we'll figure out who you are now and kind of get that on the radar. Um, so well, I did a, did a little ahead. stalk on your page, actually. And I think you did share one of my memes, but that was only because oh, Jesus Christ. actually, um, <laughs> it was a um, Simpsons um, burns me. The inner work. Hello. Oh, <laughs> nice, <too>. nice. <laughs> so that one's one of my, I mean, Simpsons means always a, a crowd pleaser anyway, but yeah, that's one of my faves, that, that one. I'm a kid of the fucking, I'm, a, I'm 35, so yeah, Simpsons speak to me at a high, high archetypal level. Uh, okay, word. So here we go, kids. Like, you never know whose memes you're sharing. Apparently, I've shared her memes. Good, good on you, though. Um, so... Before uh, we kind of get into what you're up to now, I'm kind of curious, and you could be as long-winded or as short-winded as you want, um, kind of give us uh, an idea of who you are and how you got to where you are now. Um, the conch is yours. Sure. Um, my name is Cherie. I'm a memeaholic. Uh, it's been five minutes since I shared my last name, probably. <laughs> no, um look uh, as in regards to the actual spiritual side of things uh, uh 
I've always been in that realm, but just never fully delved into it. My grandmother was um, a reader, um, gypsy, Polish, Russian um, reader back in the days. She read playing cards, actually. And um, everyone used to think she was a little bit out there, which um, I did also. And um, so... Tartaria, just to drop this here once again, Tartaria. How old was she, if I may ask, or when was she born? Um, my grandmother? Yes. Ooh, um, she was March 19th, or March 21st, sorry. I'm not sure of the year, though. But she worked very much um, in parts of, well, she thought Hitler was a good man because they gave her jobs and everything. So it's, yeah, coming from that part, they, she immigrated over to Australia in the earlier days um, where my mum was born. And, uh, yeah, my mother, whole family, <laughs> majority of friends, possibly, yeah, none of them have got that kind of um, out there sort of spiritual side to them. So... I'm kind of down with down You're the black that, you know. sheep. Total black sheep, <laughs> and um, but that's cool. It's it's, it's helped um, me just be that individual and really not give a fuck um, about what people think about me. But then you know, there are some other aspects to that as well. Um, I had a uh, an ear death um, when I was seven. Got hit by a car at high speed, so I spent a lot of time in hospital which I think um, probably I didn't recognise it at the time, um, but it opened up a lot of oh, trauma, I suppose, portholes as well. Um, back in the 80s, my parents couldn't, um, you know, be with me in the hospital. So, yeah, for over three months, I just sat there, um, mostly by myself. And, uh, yeah, I, it, it's only been through kind of regression and IR ceremonies and stuff that I've really kind of tapped back into that part of my life there because... Uh, yeah, it really did sort of challenge me um, from there on, uh, spiritually. If only there were memes back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, the memory part, I suppose, uh, just, I've always loved them. You always can just keep in touch with anybody and everybody, you know, regardless of having a conversation. It's just chuck a meme through. And I connect with a lot of, you know, people via that, via that avenue, which is great. But, um, just to yeah, step back a bit, uh, I was also kind of in that realm of the modern spirituality where, uh, yeah, light and love, positivity, you know, the secret, law of attraction. I mean, I literally had um, <laughs> positivity Tuesday parties at my work and um, I was super, you know, high vibe. And that's cool. Everyone loves that. Um, it's kind of what sort of we all lead to the sort of people-pleasing sort of times in our lives, but uh, it really <laughs> did create um, a huge uh, shadow within myself. Uh, yeah, so that's what I primarily do when I'm, you know, delivering means. It's um, it's actually a personal count. I didn't actually expect it to be anything, you know, big. Uh, it's just sharing my shit, um, evolving through means. And, um, yeah, it wasn't until I did my shadow work course a couple of years ago that I really went dark <laughs> and my creativity ended up coming out again. Um, yeah, via means and creation. Which you was, gave Dark was Kermit good. the wheel, huh? Yeah, and um, it, that was huge for me. It, I mean, going from that realistic um, 
I mean, I think that's the heart of spirituality that a lot of people just, you know, glide over with and don't really go dark. And so I, for a year, I practice hardcore shadow work on myself. And um, yeah, this was kind of the, the, the evolving of it. Um, and it's amazing because this was um, before kind of shadow work is really popular now, but via the means, uh, so many people like even you know spiritual as fuck people that would you know quick ask me about it and um oh what's this mean you know what how do i do this and and i kind of like you know just went through the dms with them and um just the basics and you know get clicked on a few videos and uh yeah it's kind of i mean 2020 was our big massive (laughs) global shadow work on ourselves um well for me as well but yeah people were really feeling it uh last year as you know i do know i was telling you in the green room last year this time um between november and basically like late november and uh, valentine's day february mid-february i was in gold coast so when the jupiter um saturn conjunction happened or no jupiter pluto rather conjunction happened uh january 2020th 2020 i was chilling down in your neck of the woods um, yeah, it's been a ratchet ass year. Um, uh, a lot of levels of things happening. I'm glad that you're kind of aware. It seems that, uh, well, you're a Gemini, so you want to have fun, but you have a serious side too. I mean, you're, you're dualistic, obviously. I feel you as a Gemini myself. So on the one hand, um, you want to kind of process, but you found a way to do that in a very social way. I don't have your chart, so I can't look at it right now off the top of my head. I'll try to get that during the break maybe, but, um, it seems that Gemini's, you know, we want to communicate, but playfully. So it's like illumine through curiosity. Yes, yes, yes. So it seems like you're kind of jumping on that. So um, I'm kind of, something that you said, I mean, getting on the whole uh, kind of positivity manifestation stuff, there's nothing wrong with it. I think there's magic to that. No. I think, yeah, the problem could be sometimes people bypassing the shadow work, like you're saying. Correct, correct. The, right. the spiritual uh, bypassing. Right, exactly. So um, what what were some of the highlights of that? I mean, what were some of the books? Are you into a certain type of spirituality? You're kind of just cherry picking the best stuff, which is what I do myself. So it's like, are you, are you feeling Buddhist or are you not religious at all? How do you feel on that front? Uh, my, my beliefs are fluid. I mean, I, I obviously I was brought up, um, Catholic, um, however, the Catholic schools and, and, and such, you, kind of get a little bit bible thumped and so after schooling i kind of branch away from that um i also had a um my nephew who passed at a very young age as well so that kind of led me to i think you know what the hell you know is why would god do this or something but i mean that's really kind of young silly thinking in that respect i've yeah my beliefs are fluid i honestly i've actually really come back to more um a biblical kind of an understanding and that's just via the people that i've come in contact with now but um don't feel bad i haven't read read the bible i haven't read the bible or anything so no i just love hearing about all dog you know um dogmas all beliefs all you know um theories it's it's i don't you know um reside to one actual thing i just you know i'm trying to just do my own path (laughs) If that makes sense, my own journey. Definitely makes sense. And it's weird because it's not immature to ask questions about what the fuck is going on when bad things happen. I think 
I mean, on the one hand, some people say we can't know, and we feel like mechanical kind of automatons in the universe of chaos beyond our control, like very material modernist approach. Uh, and then other people, you know, have ontological presuppositions that answer these things like, oh, karma, Buddhism, or oh, it's just a dream, Hinduism, or oh, sin, Christianity, Judaism, or whatever, brokenness of the world. So you're not dumb for asking these questions. I know you're like, oh, I was I was asking stupid questions as a kid or whatever. And it's like, no, those are probably the most important questions. I don't even know if we're qualified to answer them, but we have to live through the answer, if that makes sense. It's not just like a bullet point, like, thus says the Lord, this is how it is. It's more like, you'll find out through your life. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, look, I'm in toying with the theory that it, um, we're in a fucking living in a simulation at the moment. It's just, <laughs> that's how it's... Um, the veils are thinning so much now and, and I'm really on that journey of <sighs> things are powerful and I've got to be careful of what I project out there and, and my thought process as well and, you know, my energy. Yeah, the consciousness of everything this year particularly, actually, I'm really no noticing, you probably are too, yeah, just that big shifts, big shifts in all changes of reality of yeah, so I'm. I don't subscribe to one thing, but I do have you know hold that light as well as the dark as well, because they both have to be acknowledged. And yeah, finding that balance for me is, yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> that's what's up. So uh, you're in Sydney, I think, right? Or you said a little bit out of Sydney. Um, what's the kind of cultural climate recently? I mean, have you found? spirituality is kind of popular there or not so much uh are people open to change these days or are they trying to hold on to the kind of the old system oh yes um look i mean if you want to know about um where we are at the moment with you know COVID and everything um we've just finished a bit of a lockdown kind of thing with masks um i've never worn a mask but yeah when I go into, you know, my friendship groups or anything like that, I've got a whole diverse group of friends. They listen to me. They, you know, kind of go, um, or probably accept what I say and everything, but they're never, they're, I don't have that one sort of group of friends that just, you know, that are all nice and tight and, yeah, <laughs> and, and we can have these kind of con conscious conversations. So they're out there. I'm probably just, you know, not seeing them in my immediate life. Obviously it is more interactive and more personable on the internet. So some of my best friends <laughs> really, I mean, I can talk to them every day. They're in the States and um, I'm super grateful for that because you can have these, you know, beautiful conversations of just nutting everything out of, you know, what you're actually going through. Whereas, I mean, I had this, I'll try to touch on this kind of conversation with my parents the other day and mm, nah, went straight over and kind of <laughs> I kind of look like an idiot and I don't know I mean not necessarily they wouldn't think that but you know what I mean it's that um I think it's growing though like as I said when I go to my ceremonies it's just some super beautiful um conscious spiritual people there um that I can yeah talk all day about that sort of stuff but yeah I don't know um I don't kind of put it all out there anymore like I used to people already know that I am so I'm finding more than anything now that if I just you know keep myself grounded and keep in my own lane people will actually come to me and ask rather than me you know telling them hey have you heard about this have you done this you know like 
makes sense. It reminds me a little from the Matrix. Like Morpheus allows Neo to find him. He's not just like knocking on his door and giving him, you know, a repository, red pill or whatever. It's just like, yo, if you want this, you got to want to know this. Um, it comes in all kinds of flavors. I mean, I'm at a point, and I'm not sure about your um, presuppositions on this, and I'm curious to hear Raphael's, but it seems everybody's exactly where they need to be. Um, in some way, some people just are not yep, wanting yep. to uh, deal with military industrial complex kind of stuff. I'm, I'm much less radical than I probably come off. I'm more like, I don't know what to expect. I'm more worried about what's after all this. I'm kind of like, yeah, this is Babylon's tit. We've been suckling on it for a while and it's not working. Um, I don't, I mean, though you were talking about the simulation theory. Um, obviously, Elon Musk has kind of been popularized with that, but that's been a theory for kind of a long time. I, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's almost semantics at one point where it's like, well, maybe spiritual people were talking about the mechanics of a consciousness simulation. Um, I don't. I'm not under the impression personally right now that I'm like in a like when we say a hologram. I don't think of it in terms of like I'm in a holodeck stuck in a machine. No, 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 but, no, 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 no. But, uh, So yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, and there's no. It's a, one thing that I was going to say is uh, it's hard sometimes. Especially when waking up, it seems like everybody else is somewhere else. That's the literally yes. team rabbit hole started as a hashtag, and then it turned into a weird meme page, which I've got, which I'm not making memes like you are. Obviously, I'm more like farming them, I guess you could say. Um, and then now we have a podcast, 200 plus episodes deep. So uh, none of that was intentional. But the the reason was as a Gemini, it's like I'm alone in my thoughts here, and I'm going kind of crazy, and I want to express this and yeah. communicate this. So who who else is out there like this? So it seems like um, maybe not, you know, the people next door to you in your uh, you know neighborhood are on the wave. But I'm yeah. sure you're finding who you need to find through both the internet and maybe like you're saying ceremonies and stuff. Yeah, and there's yeah, as I said, there's like little pockets of people that um, you know I wouldn't necessarily. Uh, hang out with or anything but they you know they're around you know in my in my realm which is which is great but um you just touch on the matrix and uh i mean obviously that's one of the favorites when it comes to the simulation theory and more so the the npc um the non-player characters i've been really into that kind of thought process at the moment because it's those people that you know no matter how you know much you can present some information or documents of truth or you know spiritual sighting they're just that they're so heavily indoctrinated and programmed that they don't want to know you know they don't want to know my shit so and that's cool um they're probably the ones that most um are here to trigger us to to trigger us awake and but they'll never awake in their lifetime and that's cool that's where they're meant to be um but it that i've yeah really starting to notice that sort of um that part of the simulation theory of just the, the non-player characters, those ones that are just here to really make help me work on myself, and they don't even know it, you know? <laughs> right. It's funny. We'll talk about NPCs. I kind of want Raphael's opinion on that because I've always – sometimes I'm very open to that idea, but then sometimes I'm like, that's very discompassionate in a way. Like, I don't want to presume anybody's not an operative character, uh, but that's exactly what Morpheus is talking about in the Matrix movie, right? Where he's like, yo, there's people who haven't opened up, haven't been red-pilled, and they're not only willing to, like, you know, fight, but they'll, like, kill you or die for the systems they believe in. Uh, you know, they're still plugged in. Absolutely, so yeah. So maybe what could be, just to be differentiated, what's quite important is that this is even if you would for one moment, and I'm not a big fan of it, but as like a functional descriptor, say NPC in terms of someone who is in a sense completely resistant, 
to any type of evidence, logical argument, and potentially yeah. even yes. the willingness to at least reach peaceful consensus, however minor it may be, um, or whatever else one may want to attribute here, that at the very least, this is not something that is unchangeable. And because some are also saying, you know, some channelers have been these ideas like, oh, 90% of people you meet, they're literally like just holograms and they don't really have a soul and stuff like that. And then I'm like, well, you know, how it then actually is may actually even not be so relevant ultimately. However, it's it's just good to be aware that this is not, you know, not a black and white situation that in a sense also everyone could be unplugged or unplugged themselves in a sense to varying degrees at any given moment. And what I would certainly say one would have to guard against in a way is any sort of then actual dehumanization. So as a functional descriptor and like for comedic relief and to kind of be able to cope with the situation, which can be very frustrating dealing with this type of people. Strength it can be fun. It empowers you in that way. But at the same time, I would just guard against in any direction, because this is, of course, one of the main things against, let's say, a real uh, division in thought or something like that, or this disconnection from compassion, but more recognizing, okay, this exists. Some people maybe even really don't want to change. And in a sense, if you want, you know, everyone is free to amuse themselves how they want, right? But then the issue, of course, is not so much, even here, there is no conflict necessarily. It's more about accepting that and just, you know, even through contrast, as you may have mentioned just now as well, really discerning who and what you are and how even much more reflected you yourself, one oneself may possibly be. Yeah, and that's always been this fear for me with the NPC thing, um, to the degree where it's like it's almost like spiritual eugenics or something, where it's like you don't have value. I don't think actually, Sheree, that you're playing that card. It sounds like you're pretty well no, integrated. No, no, yeah, yeah. They're so I'm not absolutely my mirror. Like, like exactly. Yeah, no, it, it, there's nothing untowards about that. It, it's just that it, it's my own evolution and of what they're mirroring back to me, and that is just how I lead my life. <laughs> um, Look, I mean, I'm in, um, in sales, so I work in the mode industry and I've been doing that for 20 odd years now. And so I have to be able to exist in the matrix life, um, and talk to, you know, customers every day of the week. And, um, I know when, you know, uh, my energy is not right or I'm, you know, ungrounded or I'm, you know, not in the best kind of light. Um, cause those customers generally <laughs> will mirror it back to me. And, um, yeah, it, it, it is a, it's, it's not a, an absolute be-all and end-all theory, but um, that is probably the most um, watertight, absolute theory of mine of, you know, that mirroring effect. Of, and, and that's, yeah, probably what I tend to live by. <laughs> I don't know how familiar you are with uh, NeverEnding Story, uh, but it's a similar <laughs> kind of idea, yes. right? Where it's like, yeah. yo, you're in a story telling itself uh, and there's going to be all sorts of aspects. I mean, that's maybe a little less mechanical, um, and I think the potential for dismissal is a little less prevalently available with the never-ending story kind of model where it's like you're in a story and it takes all sorts of characters. Um, and even in the NPC title, you're saying non-player character. I, but I think there's a general – and I'm not – I mean millennials or whatever, I, I technically am one I guess, um, and Raphael is. I think the idea can be like this isn't convenient, so therefore I, I don't want to deal with it. It's almost like 
uh, okay, thanks, Karen. You know, the whole Karen culture, where it's like very dismissive, yeah. um, which is fine. It's it's a level of the psyche having to deal with passive aggression and, you know, um, alienation and all these weird things. Uh, so, I mean, how yeah. much are you playing with the simulation theory? Because The Simpsons, is funny to me, has always been, I don't know if you're into The Big Lebowski. Uh, it's a very good comedy. I don't know if you've seen it. But it's very similar to The Simpsons in that it's its own universe. Like, Simpsons is almost a simulation where it's like, this reflects every level of life pretty much well enough where it's it's true at that level. Um, and we don't have to talk yeah. about simulation theory all day, but I'm just kind of curious, like, where these kind of philosophies are taking you, how you see it reflected in culture. Um, do you think that, you know, like, The Simpsons is predictive at that level? Um, do you think memes are magical like that, the whole Keck kind of thing? How, how do you feel about that stuff? Oh, so much to unpack in that one. Uh, look, Simpsons as you know, biggest fan, uh, and their satirical take on all of the, <laughs> I wouldn't say darkness, but all the, sh you know, that, that, that sort of personality traits of, you know, people. I mean, Family Guy just put it up a notch, you know, when it came to their, um, uh, their, their, their humour and take on humans. <laughs> but uh, the simulation theory, look, yeah, it's not a be-all and end-all. It's just something that I'm really kind of being testing the waters now. And um, I suppose I kind of got into that that sort of style, or sorry, that way of mode of thinking, just upon you know people that were presenting those sorts of arguments to me. But also, uh, so the energetic of meme or mematics, you know, you know that they have this kind of a life force about them. Um, I mean, yes. Maybe it's because we're a little bit more dumbed down <laughs> now in society. It's our new hieroglyphic, I guess. <laughs> Yes, well, that could be it too. But there is such an energy behind them. Like, I mean, I know so myself. If I'm, you know, if I'm in that mode or that, dare I say it, the dopamine fix that you get when you create a meme and you, you know, you push it out there into the universe, um, it is you are, in essence, like altering consciousness. And I've seen how all this, I've done this, you know where you get all these kind of people going, yes, I told, this happened to me today and all this kind of, you know, I can't believe you, we were just talking about this and all this kind of, you know, syncs, synchronicities, you know, just flying at you like a ton of memes. <laughs> it, it, it is um, really one of those kind of concepts that I, kind, I, I as I said to you before, I'm, I'm, I'm more conscious now than ever of what I'm actually pushing out there because um, I'm obviously, in essence, creating my own reality co-creating of course um but yeah what do i want to see what do i want to put out there what do i want to um what's my next venture i mean it, it all comes down to just um you mentioned elon before when it came to he's off twitter now did you know i heard he's kind of like i mean he's setting trends his kid's name is like not even pronounceable all that jazz <laughs> yep i mean he's reasoning there was a reason behind that as well because he has so much influence like he can just put out you know a company name and everyone will just go and research it and it'll either skyrocket or it'll be you know stuffed you know depending which way he rolls with that same with memes he does that as well and um I believe because of this GameStop sort of thing that's happened, which pretty much that, that had a lot of meme, started from Reddit, as you know, um, had a, a huge power like on the influencing society. And, and that's, yeah, that's where I'm in absolute awe of how the memory of this world works now because maybe that is my energy that, that, that I'm just seeing at the moment because I'm, in, I'm, I'm into it. 
Um, but I don't know. No, it's what do real. Think? It has effects. I mean, it's like it's chaos magic at a level. I think like street level chaos magic. Um, so it's almost like a sigil in a weird way. Um, yeah. So it's like charged. It's funny because uh, I haven't really made any memes, but I've shared thousands at this point. Um, and it's the way I've looked at it, the, the post I do on my page. I have a North Node in Midheaven, and I don't know how into astrology you are, but like I'm very aesthetic. Uh, and being a Gemini, it's more like I want to create um, almost a gallery of an impression showing you on multiple levels between a quote and maybe an image that might be a meme or just cool art or, you know, whatever um, of kind of where my head is at. And whoever resonates with this feast upon it, you're where I'm at. If not, you won't get yeah. it. It's okay. Uh, in terms of making the memes, though, it seems more like, I mean, do you feel it's, it's it, there's no real answer. It's almost an Ouroboros, like never ending story or feedback loop. Um you're putting your energy out there where you're actually at, which uh, so part of it might be very subconscious where it's like a primal urge kind of thing to create. You were, I mean, it's a creator urge. Um, you were talking about that. dopamine. Uh, there's a meme for that. Exactly. No, no, but no, it's, there's it, there's meme inspiration. That's what we have. Like, uh, and I've talked to all the other creators as well. It's full meme inspiration. You just get this kind of like urge. You've got to create it and it just, yeah, push it out there. Oh, so on the one hand, it's like, um, we live in a very DIY tech culture kind of where it's, you know, anybody can kind of do it. So it's very, uh, I'm not that anybody can do it, but you see what I'm saying? It's like, the, it's a very democratized access point. Uh, it's not like you have to have VR goggles to do this or a Hadron Collider or whatever. Like you can kind of remix. Science. Science. Yeah, yeah. But no, there's a, I mean, good memes are good. I mean, there's a difference between Babe Ruth and like, you know, a second Genius stream. Means, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's there's a spectrum here, but I guess the accessibility point is uh, one that's a very age of Aquarius. Is I mean in that sense it's a very age of Aquarius because it's through technology. Um, Terrence McKenna had a little spiel on memes at one point. Um, it's kind of like a uh, an inception. They're like um, an idea is like a virus. These are ways to uh, kind of package hyper dimensional ideas. So not only is it going to resonate at a cultural level which kind of might be the bait and switch to get people to look at it. Um, you know, you've seen those memes I don't, probably where it's like, you know, some beautiful woman and on her butt it says taxation theft or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to look at that. And I wasn't going to, you know, it's kind of, for, it's Trojan horsing kind of ideologies. But at the same time, I mean, there's a spectrum of memes, obviously, functionally. Uh, and I'm not like a meme expert here, but I'm kind of just pontificating out loud. It seems like some are more Trojan horses where it's like, uh, I even posted one the other day where it's a Pokemon saying, you don't hate Mondays, you hate capitalism. That's very agendaed and it's a certain <laughs> vibe, right? Um, but it's coming through a packaging that is going to be like, oh, shit, there's a razor blade in this candy. So they're going to get cut up and affected without realizing what they're imbibing. And then there's totally different things where um, – I mean, there's all sorts of stuff, uh, and it seemed, and I did just see the meme that I posted of yours where it does have your accreditation on it, so I totally didn't see it, but it's next to Mr. Bird's head. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, that was yours. Um, so there's, it seems like just like kind of magic has many levels of actualization. Um, so like I'm a musician. Sometimes I just want to play to cathart, right? Sometimes I want to play to entertain. Sometimes I want to play to push the boundaries of the instrument or the effects I'm using. Sometimes I want to make a song to be a you know something in time to last that's you know almost like Stonehenge is going to be here for a while or whatever so it seems like the similar kind of thing um but Raphael you've been kind of quiet I'm curious what your thoughts are on meme culture um 10 years ago this wasn't even a thing um, no. it's a it's a it's an exponentially growing thing um and it's kind of self-referential it's all you know and it's it it's crazy it's, it's a phenomenon of the millennial Aquarian age I think and it's a way we're trying to cope with a lot of change with humor, but through tech. 
with others in our existential angst, all sorts of levels, go for it. So not that this is authoritative at all. I was somewhat familiar with the term starting with, I would say, about 2010, I believe. I'm not sure when would you guys say did this meme stuff really get going? Oh, technically, um, they, there's a kind of few discrepancies on this, um, but I mean, they reckon about the 70s, but I mean, we weren't even doing <laughs> that kind of meme sharing there. But for me, I'm a bit older, uh, emailing, you know, when the internet sort of started to, to, to come around via emailing is when I started to share a lot of stuff. You know, you get those kind of um, just stories or pictures or something like that. Not the true meme, but it's sort of, I believe that's where it started for me. But yeah, I don't know. It Mostly, as you said, here... 10 years. So, yeah, it's another that is authoritative, and I actually came across this term, I guess, also in association with that book, because a friend at that time was talking to me about it. So here it says, Richard Dawkins invented the right, term meme geez, I was gonna say that. <laughs> and developed meme theory. He has not claimed that the idea was entirely novel, and there have been other expressions for similar ideas in the past. And here it would relate... To like an idea that seventy-six book, The Selfish Gene, which is interesting to look at unto itself. I honestly haven't read it. I just heard people talk about what it uh, purports and haven't read it, so I shouldn't talk about it too much. But let me just say that there is a completely <laughs> different point of view. Uh, just uh, you know, take a look at Bruce Lipton and so on, just to reference that here. Um, so aside from that, it's that I was thinking it's definitely assisting everyone to either you know grok how incredibly advanced ai ai algorithms are that they always you know shove the right thing across your face yes. or however you want to call it and or uh, how synchronistic the universe truly is that you know um viper tracks tribe so on and so forth and so you actually have the similar thoughts and of course not saying that this is i'm not sure whether this is possible or how if you could take in all the factors you may try to filter down, you know, probably, for example, now a meme, let's say about the election or a meme about GameStop right now would not be so unlikely to resonate just because it's been pushed in the media, right? But then there may be other things, maybe talking about relationships and so on, which then you could more readily trace back, let's say, for example, to some astrological alignments. So many people are dealing with breakup. There's a breakup meme. Everyone's commenting, saying, yes, that's great and awesome, yeah? That may be another factor. And then also just the synchronicity of life itself that, as you say, even on your tagline, at least on Facebook, the world is my mirror, and actually allowing you through these processes and you know sharing memes looking at them however even scrolling down your feed and just last show we had a great perspective on you don't want to be dependent on the feed you know of course to everything there is multiple sides but just using it as a tool to recognize that synchronicity i think is great and aside from that you know they're great fun they are in a sense like hieroglyphics as you may know even this um how is it called uh I want to say keck, but it's not keck. Uh, oh, it is keck. Yeah, keck. Ancient... Pe Pepe the frog, yeah. Right, but keck ultimately, uh, or originally, supposedly, as this hieroglyph meme, which appears to look like a human sitting in front of a computer or some kind of a screen. So, yeah, there's many connections, but just as a like learning mechanism, I guess what's positive about it, neutrally speaking, is that, again, it combines words to a limited extent 
with a picture. And pictures, of course, are highly impactful. And I guess, you know, that's why they're being shared much more with maybe a small blip or some small information or understanding and the link or whatever are shared more probably than people would be reading chapters of books or anything like that. But still a lot of information and to some extent also emotion and thought process and ideally even positive information of belief system may be conveyed fractally packed into that memes into those memes if one of course has eyes to see and you know unzip that information yes you just nailed it there um raf uh the ability to um encapsulate like a, you know an entire novel almost in just a one meme i mean that's genius in itself like that is where the how this is all blown up. I mean, people get their news from the meme. I actually, I even admit, I that GameStop meme, I kind of like opens up my feed. I'm like, what the hell? What's all this GameStop? What even is that? You know, via memes. I'm trying to learn through it. Finally, obviously, researched myself. But um, yeah, it is this kind of um, cultural um, element of an individual's thought or even just a timing, you know, this universe that that it just can encapsulate one thing one particular moment in one one picture man one picture and um yeah so for last uh i just want to also touch on you said something about the ai um uh, algorithm of all this kind of social media that we're really discovering now last i think about maybe a couple of years ago the eu um had a problem when it came well they're actually they're going to start copywriting copywriting memes and gifs and that I had a lot of mean creators from over there um, just really scared shitless as to what they were posting, basically. Um, since then, they haven't actually managed to do that. But um, back then, it's the reason was is because um, people were sharing so much political information via social media and the AI bots weren't actually picking them up. But now, um, different story. If you do share something, i.e., you know, COVID, inoculation, vaccination, or anything like that, boom, AI picks it up now. But five years ago, it wasn't. And that was a, a really um, a, a kind of a sneaky way almost, you know, which I think the main mainstream were, you know, catching on that we were kind of sharing information via memory. Some things that come to mind, I mean, on the one hand, the uh, kind of exponential growth of the consumer experience like at one point it was like, oh, we might have a you know a piano in the house and we sing a song and that's like, I mean, not to say that's bad or good, but that's a, the density of that experience is a little less so. And then you get to the 1970s when Star Wars drops, people are starting to get more dense in terms of their like uh, cultural fetishes, I guess you could say, or in-groups. Um, but because of media, mass media and globalization, these in-groups are kind of getting expressed in an external level where anybody can it's almost like cheers if you know that american shows theme song it's like <laughs> you, know, play, you know everybody knows your name it's like the the thing that's hitting me about memes at this point it seems it's um it's probably the densest bit of information you can have on like i was saying multiple dimensional fronts like so yes it might be linguistic at a level like stonks right or whatever like and that's yeah, kind yeah. Of like word of mouth but it seems like um it seems like it's packing the most punch uh for uh it's it's almost surreal where it's like if you like Raphael was saying if you have eyes to see if you you know if you've grown up on a certain show or you understand the the zeitgeist to a point where you understand the flavor of both emotional impact um maybe the context of what it's saying 
Um, so like somebody, you know, from 50 years ago or 50 years from now, might not even understand what a Karen is. Whereas I've seen like the final Karen boss meme or, you know, it's like, um, it won't make sense, but it's a way of us trying to process a very, uh, an information based exponentially growing reality. Um, in a weird way, I'm sure probably when people were starting to get literate in, uh, you know, Europe, maybe around the printing press or when language was really taken off, there was people who would talk to each other and write to each other and other people would not be in on that. And it's almost like this 2001 Space Odyssey obelisk where it's like if you could touch this and you and it resonates, you're going to like evolve and you're going to become the monkey who, you know, makes the fucking spaceship. And if you don't, you're just going to be – I mean this sounds like the NPC non-compassion thing. For the – you know, I, I still think people who don't get memes or whatever are in the image of God or whatever. It's not like that. But it's the, at some level they're not uh, they're not in on the joke. Or in on the culture or something, and it's like Raphael was saying, it's it's so dense that it takes a little um, only savvy. Initiated. Yeah, exactly. It takes savvy. It takes initiation. I mean, that's a strong word, but it's like yeah, for uh, because what's funny, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure I saved pictures that had like words on them at some point. I know that you know this has been going on since internet probably started. She was saying since the 70s and emails and stuff. Like sure, I mean, if we want to get technical, I guess the smiley face is a meme or you know like that. It's like I, it, what what isn't in a weird way, um, but what we're kind of talking about. Um, in terms of like very potent kind of like political or, you know, I mean, the whole team of the whole ethos was at some point, it was like, I want to through humor, uh, find like drug and astrology memes and stuff like that. It's subversive enough that it's going to make people laugh, but it might make them think too simultaneously. So it's like, yo, like this might open up your head while you're giggling the Buddha giggle or whatever. Um, and specifically I, it was not, uh, I'm trying to think in 2010, I probably got my first smartphone. I don't, and I think, uh, you know. I was just, I mean, I had Facebook when it dropped pretty much 2005, but I don't remember that being a big thing. Um, it was more the social aspect, like MySpace and all that stuff was people like being like, hey, let's talk. Who are you? A- ASL, where, oh, who are you? And then I think at some point it became like, how do people differentiate themselves through humor, through culture? And this is almost like a uh, Levi's jeans tag or something like that in a weird way. I think it, it sets people apart. It's not, I don't, I don't think it, <laughs> It's not creating classism intentionally, but it does in a sense, like ins and out groups. Um, I remember back in 2013, um, pretty much is when I started eating LSD once a week for like two months. And that's when I started syncing up pretty hard with memes and posting a lot more stuff, uh, posts and stuff. That's, you know, when I started making posts, quote unquote. Um, but it felt like, I mean, I don't know if you've done LSD, but it's it's a very kind of high crystalline, very technical, open-minded thing. And interacting with smartphone technology and other monkeys on their devices and stuff, it felt I felt very much caught up in a spirit of the times, a zeitgeist that was, I don't think was possible before then. Uh, and it's different now. Um, I think post-Keck, it's a little different, actually. I think there's like a darker kind of chaos magic that can kind of happen with the Pepe stuff. Um, that kind of I, there's a documentary I saw recently on that, and it's like, wow, people can really use these things as weapons and and hurt each other. And, you know, it's not always just like like it seems like you have more genuflection and kind of like you're you're reflecting where you're at and see who can res- resonate with it. Whereas you're not trying to like it doesn't seem I haven't looked at all your stuff, but it doesn't seem like you're trying to like ostracize anybody in particular. You're just trying to wake them up through humor. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I mean, my own personal evolving ones. Yeah, that's that's just a, a genuine kind of, yeah, put it out there and see what resonates. 
but yeah, I don't mind the hard hitting ones either. The ones that pack a punch. <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, the ones that hit you in the guts. That, for instance, like I think the starter pack beans. You know, have you ever seen those ones? Oh, those are know? hard hitting. Yes, it's like God, that <laughs> really hurts. Funny. Yes, you think they're funny, but then then you find one that's relate that to you, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, okay. I've been called <laughs> um, out. Um, in a weird yeah. way, it's almost like a culture that can, if we can laugh at ourselves in a very kind of disassociative way like this, um, oh, yes. we might be able to be more compassionate towards ourselves. But there's this weird kind of uncanny valley we have to get through where like at first, you know, it's like, it's almost like it reminds me of the um, the bully in The Simpsons being like, ah or whatever. It's like, he's always an asshole. But then there's one or two episodes where you see he's like, like really smart and like thoughtful and heartfelt or whatever. And it's like, whoa, it's not what you thought. Um, and you kind of cross this bridge to a deeper understanding of the person. I think these things are Trojan horses, and sometimes it's used, like I said, for personal agendas and stuff. But ultimately, in a weird way, it's us kind of bridging the gaps that uh, the different edifices of different cultures have created. There's big valleys between like Islam and Christian, or or there's big valleys between Democrat and Republican, or there's big valleys between uh, Novaxers and you know people who are getting yeah, rejected yeah. and these kinds of things make us think about them from um multi-dimensional perspectives and hopefully that at least creates uh at least a simulacrum of the ability to see the other side quote unquote and thus lies the genius of memes like you just nailed all those kind of um huge important parts of information that not many people would have actually seen because they're too they're you know on the mainstream media or something you know so yeah i think you nailed it there and and, and I, I think more the awkward <laughs> and the more um relatable situation you know or even just it, it all counts it all counts i and i mean my favorite's jesus memes you know um but there is a kind of a line <laughs> you can cross when it comes to the jesus memes do you like them I mean, I was going to say, it's almost like the Pink Floyd uh, song from Dark Side of the Moon, Any Color You Like. There's a flavor for, there's a meme for that, like you said. There's always a flavor. So then it turns into the quartiling of like, is this lawful good? Is this lawful chaotic bad? You know, it's like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've probably seen these memes, but I, I, and not just because I'm a Christian that I'm like avoiding them, but I think uh, – there it depends i mean some of them are some funny shit but then some of them are just like clearly this person is being sacrilegious because they just don't give a shit that's uh, exactly which it. Is yeah. fine. there's a line there's a line but that but hey that's my ego getting triggered so this is an opportunity for shadow work that's the whole point i mean in a weird way it's like a shadow work grenade a cherry bomb if you want to put it that way where it's just like yeah. yo um this is gonna smart a little but like it's a growing pain and you have a choice you could either run back to your old self and hide there and condemn the others and say, fuck that. Like, you know, and listen to old Georgie cloud Atlas style and be like, yeah, man, I got to protect myself. Or you could be like, Oh my gosh. I mean, it's almost like Dadaism, um, postmodern Dadaist kind of absurdism where it's like, guys, we really do live in a world where, uh, I mean, I'm not even trying to make a moral judgment on this. where like the president was a reality TV show host and where, um, you know, the stock market was affected by a group of people on the internet, like Reddit, um, it's not bad or good. It's just fascinating in a weird way. And I think that there's, I think it's magic. I honestly do think it. When I was doing a lot of acid, um, it doesn't, I don't trip as much now, but sometimes the most memes, I mean, I post, you know, a little here and there every day I post or do a live DM or something. But when I'm tripping, I'll post like 20 or 30 things because I'll hear, I'll be like, you know, tripping to the Beatles or something, hear a song, be like, oh, I saved an image that sounds exactly like that. Bada bing. And then all of a sudden you have this 
alchemical kind of uh, <laughs> device that is important at some level personally where I'm like, oh, that felt resonant. And I see the it's, – it's art. I mean, in a weird way, it's art. Um, Man. And then yeah. you get a memory the next year or a couple of years later and go, oh, shit, I'm ever posting that. Again. That's where oh, I was. I was tripping on my fucking lounge there. <laughs> right, exactly. So let's go ahead and take a quick music break. Uh, when we come back, I mean, we could talk about uh, any number of things. You said you've been doing combo, I think, Cambo, um, which is a frog derivative poison. Reminds me of Keck a little there. Um, but we could talk about any number of things. We could keep talking about memes too. Magic, culture, is is it our friend or not, etc. Yep. Look forward to it. Thank you. Yeah, all those. Welcome back. I don't know if you guys are into M83, but that was an M83 song. And it was funny because it was tapping in synchronistically to all these things. It was talking about comic book strips. You've got everything you need. We're just dreaming, keep dreaming, all this weird shit. Um, I guess that's one thing that I think, I mean, what happens when creative monkeys with the spark of God in them network through, you know, technology they're going to be doing what we're doing. It, it, it's very logical in a way, but it's very unpredictable also in another way. Yeah, it is. Um... <laughs> so, Cherie. Can... Sorry, go sorry ahead. if you can hear me there. Go ahead. Yeah, we can hear you. Back and back. The, the conch is yours. Oh, unless you got to go somewhere. Oh, no, 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 that's fine. Um, I just wanted to, uh, yeah, touch on... Um... A few other things just to, you know, for imaginary points on the internet. And um, as I was speaking to Raf yesterday, I'm kind of well aware of, yeah, the um, <laughs> the addiction or the social media kind of part of how much we invest in this technocratic <laughs> society at the moment. And um, I mean, I also get uh, paid to actually make some memes for another company as well and manage their social account. Um, it's just a, a another car broker with military, and um, they they do yeah work for um military vets basically. So I have to kind of get into that sort of thought process of what it's not it's nothing spiritual, but I'm kind of leaning it a little bit into that way because that's what I know best. But and it's the most interesting anyway for me. But uh, yeah, there is those sort of aspects of all this kind of social media work that. Um, that downside of yeah constantly being attached to this phone <laughs> which kind of kills me but um then again that's all about my balance and and that's the biggest learning experience for me as well so i just wanted to yeah put it out there well props as a gemini for you know on the one hand if you can make your play pay like why not uh so dope you're having fun uh it's funny that you're getting asked to help people that are maybe <laughs> Uh, I don't know how politically you align with them or the idea of war and stuff, but um, if you can make an effect, why not? I mean, you, uh, in a weird way, like it's like what I was saying earlier, like at some point there was a group of people who were like priests and monks or whatever who could read and write. That's the whole point, scribes. And there was non-scribes. And you got to think that they taught some kids, you know, how to like say shit or, you know, write shit or whatever. You know, it's like, there's there's interface points, and I think we as Gemini's are very much uh, both geared for and blessed to um, make everyone have a good time and make kids on the different tables of the cafeteria talk to each other. The goths can talk yes. to jokes. It's the Gemini in us, and and yeah, we've got our hands in that. It's with that relatability, I think we have um, with just about everyone. With uh, that, and also that I think the lack of 
for me personally, and I think you're kind of that way as well, both of you actually, um, I, I, I sincerely, I don't judge anyone. Like, I mean, if I'm judging anyone, I'm obviously judging myself, you know, but um, I always say like, to my friends, like, you know, if you happen to, this is an extreme, but, you know, kill someone, then, you know, probably had a bloody good reason for it. You know, there's always this kind of um, uh, reasoning as to why we do what we do. And if you can rid yourself free of judgment, um, I don't know, it, it just, just the whole new world opens up. I think, um, and I think that's a kind of a Gemini trait. Like we just can operate on, you know, different social aspects of cultural <laughs> people, society. I don't know. I mean, I do it's the trickster. It's the trickster could talk trickster. to anybody. You know, I mean, G the genie in Aladdin could have talked to Jafar just as easily as Aladdin, probably. So it's like whatever the magic's there, the playfulness, the openness. Because, I mean, in terms of astrology, Gemini is like the angel, whereas Sagittarius is like, thus says the Lord. It's like law and authority and, and spiritual dogma, whereas Gemini is like, oh, so is voodoo a thing? That's crazy. Oh, I didn't know tarot was a thing. Oh, what's baptism? It's curious. It's open at that yeah, level. Yes. So it's harder to, you know, on the one hand, that can really infuriate people because a lot of people, I mean, want to find a down. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I want a dogma. I want something I'm comfortable with. I want to find a fort and stay there and defend it. I'm a Klingon. I'll kill you. Whatever. It's like, all right. Like, you know, you don't have to fight like that. So I think we're the, you know, blessed are the peacemakers. I think we're peacemakers like that. Uh, so are Libras, like, which is Raphael. He's a balanced person. Um, and, he, you know, he's always bringing in uh, perspectives in my life. I mean, I wasn't even aware uh, I mean, the internet, here's like, Raphael and I became aware of each other because I posted a DMT trip report, basically, and he hit me up. And I think I was tripping when he hit me up, and I was like, is this like, I mean, part of me, the shadow, right, was like f fearful. I was like, is this like a government, this is like 2013, 14, whatever, maybe 15, but I think 14. Um, and I was like, should I be talking to this person? Like, is this, like, they've come to <laughs> me. Was and, and, by and, Echo. Yeah, something, who knows, right, exactly. I was like, is this a three-letter government? Uh, like, am I being fucked with? Um, because there was a point at which I think, uh, and especially now, you know, people talk about, like, bot farms and things like that. Um, elections can be swayed with these things, potentially, um, to the point where the playground, we started realizing, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. Uh, you know how like Draco Malfoy has a, an agenda? He's not just playing around. He's like, my dad is a death eater. <laughs> it's like there's people out there on the internet who are not just like chill and on their phone and hanging out. Uh, there's people out there who are like agended. And it's funny that you were saying that, I mean, in a weird way, you've found a niche for yourself to do that. But it still sounds like you're bringing fun and play and hopefully you're being yourself. As long as you're not judging yourself in a weird way, that's that's the hardest part. Um, we tend to, you know, be like, oh, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on taboos and stuff, but like cultures tend to be like, these are the rules. And if you get outside the circle, we'll kill you or we'll cast oh, you out. I'm a total rule breaker. And that's uh, <laughs> where I come to blows sometimes. Um, because yeah, I'm always pushing those rules, um, to see how far, you know, I can go with things. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, I that's been my most of my life and it, it does get me in a little bit of trouble sometimes um because <clears throat> i don't go too far i'm not like a total idiot that's just gonna yeah i i do have a conscience obviously and i do have i do everything in kind of most the best intentions well i think anyway you know but 
in sometimes that's also part of my shadow as well is that you know am I projecting too much of my goodness or light or anything like that on to suit that um, uh, or to manipulate other people's you know thoughts or opinions or views on me you know that's another sort of side of my shadow that I'm kind of working on as well but uh, yeah maybe that's the people pleaser that's why you post a, post a woke meme and then like some ratchet ass meme. I remember, right? That's no, what I'm no, always like. Got to balance it. <laughs> and that's it. And I mean, as I said, but that started off as a personal account. And I'm not just straight up, you know, shadow work. I just go through, like, I love doing reptilian memes, for God's sakes. Like, that is one of my favorites. There's not enough reptilian memes <laughs> going around. So um, I just, yeah, mix it up. It doesn't have to be all just straight and, you know, one road and that's i think the the beauty of me being able to um yeah because you don't yeah stick yourself you don't go in box yourself in i don't like being boxed in that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> if that makes sense totes and the irony is a meme was is within a box in a comic book kind of sense um uh, you might be very into tim and eric awesome show great job it's kind of from the 2000s it's very discordian kind of uh remix culture so it's like, you know, dating videos and singles ads and weird, just like, you know, Cinco, like here's a toy that makes kids vomit because the frequency does shit. I'll send you a link at some point. Um, but it seems that uh, part of what we're talking about is the shift from modernity to post-modernity, um, where like modernity was like A plus B equals C and that's the truth and that's all there is to it. And now with, uh, you know, the awareness of quantum reality at a level um Postmodernism is nihilism with a smile, I've heard. So it's like it realizes how fucking crazy shit is, but instead of like pulling the trigger on yourself, like you laugh through it if you can. Ah, you nailed it. You just nailed it. That's exactly it. Yep. I love it. That's, <laughs> that's how I roll as well. And we don't have to, I don't think, berate ourselves because sometimes people are like, oh, I mean, there is, it's a spectrum. It's like, anything we do to a point is to release endorphins and serotonin and dopamine. Like that's why you eat the food you like. I mean, I'm not a good example that I'm. Uh, I, I'm a vegan who tends to eat very simple things. I'm not like a, a you know sh a iron chef or anything like that. But um, people are attracted to what makes them feel good, right? Um, so when I think sometimes people are like, oh, all you guys are doing is, uh, it's tricky because one has to be honest with oneself because uh, sometimes there's like the likes chase, I guess. Um, which is a weird phenomenon. I don't normally give a shit, but on Team Rabbit Hole, there was one meme I posted and it's been seen by 4 million people and shared like 35,000 times. Now, it's not my meme. I don't, I mean, it's not my meme, but at the same time, I'm like, holy shit, this could actually affect the world. This oh, is yeah. crazy. And this is the luge of, I mean, I'm still, I've been investigating that whole scenario as well. My teacher just did a, um, a blog post on it about, yeah, how we are constantly feeding the machine and each other you know, through these kinds of networks and memory and, and everything. And, and, and what is it? What, what are we feeding from, you know? And yeah, I suppose that's um, something that I've always will forever be investigating. Um, I don't know if you've ever got into the other astral traveling or anything like that or. I'm know, astral you know, projected. Go, go. Yeah, it's weird. That was in high school. I was sober. Well, okay. Tell, is that what you're talking about? Astral projection? Oh, no, it, I mean, more sort of um, entities, you know, obviously are all amongst us. And um, I think they're actually being more so being shown um, 
through via 2020, I think, but they're always been there, you know, and we all have them, um, these sort of attachments and they're contracted to us, um, how I see it, um, for us for as a learning purpose. So obviously if you're doing, you know, any kind of, you know, um, psychonaut adventures and everything like that, they will take you into those realms. And, and that's obviously yeah, what ayahuasca does as well, but then some, from my experience, uh, yeah, I think when we start going down these um, interdimensional realms, which have you, am I the only one that's obviously done this before? Yeah, you meet these kind of entities. Is that something in your experience at all or not? I've smoked DMT. I have, and I met transdimensional beings and had crazy, you know, it was made life look like a fucking sham or something. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm in a Palantir all day. and or Not a Palantir. Um, um, a pensive from Harry Potter. It's like life is this pensive hologram thing, and up there is the real thing. Raphael's done ayahuasca. I have not yet. Yeah, well, I mean, Ding Ting is very similar to Aya, but I mean, obviously, in the experience, it's only very short, as you know. But um, with, you know, Shaman and, and how he calls everything in, um, all those kind of you know, spirits and entities. For me personally, I'm, I'm a very visual one um, when I do ceremony and yeah, I literally see all these beings, you know, um, whether they be the angelic side or the, um, uh, the alien reptilian side or the demonic side or the, yeah, there's just, they're everyone, they're, 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 we are like surrounded by them and um, I, I kind of have been a lot more aware of that. Um, in these last couple of years of, um, I suppose, working with them, you know, and then obviously allowing them to teach me something and then, yeah, letting them go. Um, but, yeah, I still find myself going back to God, of course. Um, and, yeah, there is, there is a moral compass there. I'm not going to live in that world forever. But, yeah, it's interesting how it's it, – the, the – the, the veil is thinning for me anyway I can kind of yeah in my in that sort of realm or even just in dream state as well there are a lot more coming around now well in my experience anyway the veil is definitely thinning uh Raphael do you have any kind of two cents to add to that as you've done ayahuasca I mean what I did with DMT feels like kind of the peak of an ayahuasca experience in about five minutes so I imagine I get the idea but I can't claim to what aspects are you interested in? Well, there's many uh, aspects, yeah. yeah <laughs> but that's just like, the visual side of things. So the healing side, of course, as we know, yeah, like um, you could just go into total. Um, uh, the worst of the worst. Like, I mean, it, it really just shows everything that you've, I mean, for me, um, everything that I've done in my life, how I've, you know, helped people, how I've wronged people, how I've, yeah, it, it, I've had every different, every journey is different for me, but I'd like to hear your experience, Raph, if that's okay. Well, I, the, real quick, uh, yeah, real quick, it's a, a, Terrence McKenna said like DMT specifically, which is the active psych, the psychoactive in uh, ayahuasca amongst, I think, an MAO inhibitor. Um, it's death by astonishment and that astonishment can come in a positive or negatively polarized way so you can be in heaven or hell or whatever in between and what made me think kind of comes up i mean we've been talking about the simpsons a lot it seems like these ceremonies are almost like when bart's writing at the beginning of an episode i will not tell the teacher to eat her shorts i will not tell the teacher you know it's like all right you're coming in here to like 
see something from another vantage point, hopefully you can learn something from this. Right. Well, one simple way to put it is just to say it's potentially decades of psychotherapy combined into a few hours. If one is ready to face oneself truly and is open and receptive to healing or to self-honesty. And uh, for me, potentially, this is just how I explain it, also because I was, I would say, somewhat well-prepared both spiritually and physically. I just had a blast the very first time I experienced it. Just like a few, many details, of course, to mention. I could say now I've potentially interacted with different etherics, with different, let's say, deity-like entities or whatever, or seeing them or sensing my connection to those energies. Um, yeah, but ultimately, I would, at least to me, and maybe that was also because of my setup, it just confirmed what more of what I already suspected and kind of knew. Um, yeah, and aside from that, it was just great because, as I always like to say, you know, DMT realms got the best graphics for sure. I oh, thank you, Raf. You, yeah, <laughs> said that more eloquently than I could. And he is a Libra. Venus rolled. He says beautiful things. We're just like, oh, I got all these ideas, and he's like, here is a chill caterpillar smoking on a mushroom. <laughs> But two Gemini's, man, you just actually inspired me to do another Simpsons meme, just quietly. I just had this one. Do it. Simpsons meme. <laughs> I'll do one in honor of you, my friend. We'll just do them in general. Um, I mean, obviously you do, but that, I'm an ENFP in Myers-Briggs, which is the inspirer. That's the whole bottom line. My senior quote in high school was, we we experienced, uh, what was it? We uh, oh, I forget it now. Winter Marcellus was basically saying something to the effect of like, when we experience great things, we want to do great things ourselves. Like being inspired is the name of the game. Our last guest was talking about um, warriors of light, warriors of heart, warriors of truth. I think, like she was saying, that all of us encompass all that. But I think in a weird way, um, maybe the memers aren't so much the heart. It's not so much – well, it's tricky. I think it's light, so it's, sh it's sh giving energy and inspiration, but also truth. Like you can get smacked up like those uh, starter pack kits. It's like that hurts, but it's true, but it hurts. Yeah, you're right. And um, look, to be honest with you, I, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And my – Gemini life. <laughs> exactly. And uh, it's hard for us to try and to translate our gifts. I mean, I – I think you both have a beautiful gift of what you're doing now, hey, and that is uh, like kudos to you for finding this part of yourselves that you can just express so well <laughs> into, yeah, this is this is my jam. So uh, you've really inspired me both actually. Um, but not only that, uh, just the, <laughs> I think it's, you know, a lot of, you know, that spiritual, people, you know, you need to be happy or, you know, spread the light around and, I like to just ingest it all, really. Um, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the just the the the, the whole the part pizza of humanity. That's right. And um, yeah, if one day I might be able to translate that into an actual um, position in that or job that I love. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But for now, I'm just kind of just doing my thing, and yeah, <laughs> um, and but meeting obviously rad guys like you which is yeah i'm grateful thank you what's the whole I mean, fucking point of sense, team rabbit hole what Go is ahead, more important 
than uh, communicating, sharing, especially honestly. And then to the degree that you both are doing it, even in a sense, one could say influencing culture, you know, as I always like to repeat in my mind, at least consciousness begets culture, begets, you know, politics and all the human and mundane, whatever. So culture is a very high level to interface with. Art, inspiring life, inspiring art. It's kind of like chicken egg shit. And it's funny because um, I think there's something to be said uh, about, how would I put it? it? It seems like there's not, I mean, maybe Elon Musk and Mars and Raphael would disagree with this completely, but like frontiers are hard to come by these days. And it seems like psychedelics allow inner frontiers to be breached, like Rubicons and like new perspectives. But I think with the internet remix culture, which is kind of what memes are, um, and it's not like people are typically making an, an original art piece. I mean, I guess the Keck Frog might be closest thing, but um, people aren't generally making original art that is just uh, memefied all of a sudden. Although now I'm thinking of all these like you know gray NPC people and stuff like that's art. But you see what I mean, I guess. Um, in some weird way, it's like remixed and and then rehashed. So it's almost like a postmodern post DJ. Um, click edit, you know, it reminds me of Daft Punk where it's like, you know, uh, cut a technologic or whatever. It's like cut it, edit, remix. I forget all the words, but you know that song probably. Um, and this is in a weird way, uh, especially post 9 11, because I don't know how your feelings about a 9 11 are, but I have some friends who think that's like an occult ritual that kind of symbolically, as above, so below, shows the collapsing of the hemispherics in a weird way. So we're kind of popping into this unified. Yep, world yep. now so like left it's not so much left or right center kind of in the middle path um and because of that the material world the machine the, the masculine is trying to process feminine attributes and i think that it seems to be like the best way i could put it is like i hope that whatever ai is is like learning through memes because then it will at least kind of understand <laughs> us yeah as opposed to just like some like high, you know how which is like I can't do that, Dave. I'm going to kill you or whatever. It's like that's just strict algorithms obeying laws and not very flexible. Um, even though at the end of its life, it's like doozy, doozy. It's like playing with culture, but that's more or less it's programming or whatever. I would love to think that uh, at some point, you know, contact is being made through these kind of uh, membranes, meme brains, <laughs> maybe, but uh, <laughs> where it's like we're kind of showing are good and bad and ugly through humor and insight and you know you know multiple levels of awareness and maybe they can look at us as something worth not squashing like a bug if they get like terminator style or whatever yeah and and just to touch on what raf said i mean that that influence that you have um i mean i can sense both of you you know having that awesome power of not influence but um, just, well, it is, yeah, it, that whatever you're putting out there and um, you're shifting your reality to to where you want to go, you know. Um, oh, God, I can't explain it properly, but. Well, that's magic, right? I, I think one of the things that helps is not giving a fuck. The more you care, that the more butterflies help. you get, the more you pander to audiences or paychecks or whatever. Um, I mean, I can't speak for Raphael, but it's like I, ever since COVID, I've been unemployed. I've been on food stamps, but I'm still having a blast, like as much as I can, <laughs> like given the situation. Um, now, is that the most actualized timeline I could have? And am I like a golden god among men with materialism? No, but that wasn't really my agenda anyway. I'm here to have fun. 
I mean, Gemini yeah. stuff, but, you know, create value, North Node and Taurus, through aesthetic, which is, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's in my chart, so I'm not terribly surprised. So it's got, it's tricky for me because I, um like, for I was voted most likely to become president uh, back in high school or middle school or something. But um I don't, but I was always like, how the fuck did I get on that? Like, who, whose idea was that? Like, it's... Uh, oh, both, wow. Both See, the, the, your talent was recognised, you know, way early there. And, and it is this Gemini thing. Like, everyone, when I used to, from, well, not necessarily from school, but a lot of my friends would say, you should be on radio. I'm like, no way, I can't do that. But, um, yeah, it, it, you were, I don't know, it's, what is it, like a direction? <laughs> I don't well, know. It's ability to translate. We both have Leo risings. So I think people look at me as much more of a confident leader than I even see myself. I don't know what your rising sign is, but for the record, you've now officially done radio, so your friends, uh, they can take it for what it's worth. Oh, and I still, I still think you've got potential as president, though. Come on. As, uh, well, that's, that's the scary part. <laughs> look at that. Trump was a Gemini with a son with a Leo rising, and that's what I am. So when I watch him, I'm like oh, seeing this baby. alternate shadow self of myself. I mean, I, I don't know really Trump. In, in the new oh. world, you'll just be something like, you know, assembly mediator or something like this synchronicity meditator. You know, it will be, a, I think it would be a lot more chill and a lot more interesting and fun. Oh, I love you, Raph, because that is exactly it. And um, the new world, like, we'll be big in the new world. <laughs> Well, even if we're not, I'm having fun along the way. I mean, if I just like burn up and I starve to death and like the internet collapses and stuff, because that's the thing I had to come to terms with. I'm like, at what least would we're happen? having fun up to that point. That's, yeah, exactly. You know, of great value. Like, what would happen if the internet goes out? Because uh, that's possible. I guess my brother's doing stuff with Uganda, and he was doing a Zoom or a Skype, and and was doing that with a few people in Uganda, uh, and their president pulled the plug on the internet. Yeah, and they all, like, went Pakistan black. as well. Yeah, so it's like it's possible. Um, have you ever, I mean, let me put it this way, uh, in a weird way, it kind of reminds me of um, Forrest Gump in a way with his uh, running at one point, but also maybe with his leg braces, where it's like, this is something that's helping me become myself more, but I don't want to lose myself in it to the point where if it, if if the internet goes down or I can't fucking use the technology or whatever, that I feel devastated. Oh, God, I love your analogy there, hey. I, and that's right. I mean, I'm always have that in the back of my mind, you know, that um, that reliance on technology, the reliance on the communication with people, the communication. Um, and, yeah, that, that the breaking those chains of, um, look, I'm not worried about it too much because ultimately transhumanism, as we know, is the ultimate goal when it comes to this. If that's what, what's the, I don't want to, I'm sorry. Is that your goal? No, no, no. It, I have a hard time, um, you know, the true thing. And uh, it's deep in me and I'm just working on it now because you go so deep into those truthing rabbit holes of where the agenda and the global elites and the new world order and all that shit, you know, um, where it's leading us to. I kind of like go, oh, God, hang for a minute. No, that's not my timeline. There is another timeline here. You know, we're, we're working in multiple, multiple realities. Um, so, I, God, I hope to not be in that transhumanism timeline, but it's in the back of my brain, that's all. Well, we're kind of cyborgs now. I mean, if you want to get really basic about it, like glasses, I wear glasses, that that's technology enhancing my life. As Marshall McLuhan <laughs> would say, you know, it's like the, um, I forget what he said, I'm not going to quote him exactly, but he was like, you know, like the clothes are an extension of the skin. 
Uh, glasses are an extension of eyesight. At this point, the internet's an extension of our nervous system, it seems. So we're learning how to deal with ourselves in an extra. That's why it's so nerve-wracking these days. We're like, holy shit, we see the dark web. We see what we're capable of. We're see, you know, we're capable of all, you know, everything from memes to like kidney sales or whatever. Um, it's pretty crazy, and I. It's tricky because I'm kind of probably right in the middle where I'm like, I love this, but I don't know where too far is too far. Raphael, maybe you have an opinion. Like, Raphael's into cryptocurrency and stuff. That's technology. Um, but I think at some point he doesn't want to interface with a machine to, like, have consciousness forever. No, it, that's the consciousness that the, the, the stealing unconsciousness with is. And that's what's the scary part for me as well, that reliance on technology and how much the, you know, the AI is learning from us. You know? So, yeah. Sorry, interrupted there. <laughs> no, you, you're right, Gemini Life. It's funny because I think in a weird way, um, and I'm not trying to be hyper paranoid here, but I just watched a really cool documentary. Raphael sent it to you last night. I'll send it to you also, Cherie. Um, it's called Fall of the Archons or something like that. And it's this guy, uh, he actually has a really good two, almost three-arm um, thing called 21 Faces of God about kind of like Gnosticism, Pythagoreanism, Tarot ultimately is what it's about, the 21 major arcana, but uh, 22 cards, but the 21 uh, zero cards, the fool. Anyway, he did a new thing called Fall of the Archon or whatever it's called, um, End of the Arcane Age or something like that. And it's getting into money and technology and stuff. And in, in that, he's saying, I mean, he does it more eloquently than I can recapitulate, but he's saying something to the effect of like, um, one, it's the end of the archonic age in the sense that these, uh, this is when Elon Musk is saying something like we're already in a simulation and it's logically cohesive. That's making us. I'm not saying it's true or not, but that's going to make us go down certain reality tunnels more readily. Like if we think we're already part of a machine, hey, what's what's to say I shouldn't be putting this on my brain or whatever? Of course, um, of course yeah. it's more of like a Trojan horse in a sense. Like if you tell, you know, if you if, in a weird way, it's kind of like what Nazis did, where they're like. But of course we're the chosen race. So then a bunch of people like got hyped up onto that shit. It doesn't mean it's true or false. It almost creates a self-fulfilling prophecy in that sense. Well, it shifts perspective. And just like you said, if I already believe I'm in literally a machine, taking, for example, the Matrix literally even, I mean... If what do you got would, to lose? Would, yeah. Although even within this analogy, the other option would, would, would just be to unplug, which is not really necessarily a black and white scenario because even then... Uh, the inhabitants of Zion are flying around in their, you know, spaceships in the in the junkyards and the canal systems. They can still hack into the matrix, right? So there is definitely different options, but it makes a whole lot of difference if you come to well, the only point the ones who are unplugged. Anybody who is natural born didn't have like that's why they were operators because they're like I don't have the plug on my brain. I don't have the interface. Right, but both. Well, they right. So they, in a, yeah, that's true in a sense, yeah. So that's in already almost more advanced in a way. But I was, I just want to say, also those that unplug themselves, they can go back in if they want, and the operators at least they can watch it, you know, on a screen and decipher it. And I can only guess that they could also get this implant if they really wanted to. Uh, I'm not sure about Matrix law in detail, but anyhow, the real point being in Matrix Revolutions, when Neo then has his abilities in the real world as well, the so-called supernatural abilities. It's like the right? fourth wall breaks, and it's like you're not in the machine exactly. anymore. You're not in the machine, and it's just as all you know the metaphysical systems and so on say. In my view, of course, it's just a perfect simulation, if you will. Uh, within the one consciousness itself and that is the mainframe but that is you know bashar calls it the prime radiant for example just to imagine one single particle just for you know um 
thought experiment's sake that is has no mass and therefore is moving at infinite speed and is infinitely crisscrossing with itself to create any and all potential realities which it can do because it has no mass and infinite speed right so just through its own interference patterns of that one creator all realities are spun up in this way and uh, if you have that understanding then this also includes that you know God is within you in that sense or however than any particular law would uh, call it or Holy Ghost or however. And this then means you have all the capacities and potential that any transhumanist or whatever could promise you. Meaning again, simply put, you are in many different ways immortal. You can even in the physical body live probably very long and very healthy if you know what you're doing. You can have telepathy. You can potentially, you know, travel to other planes of existence and I don't know what also physically and do all kinds of things. So I just want to say that the way I see it, many of the things promised by these transhumanist ideas are just really cheap knockoff versions of natural abilities we can develop. Not saying that we need to completely discard technology, but just have it in its proper position and if anything, use it to enhance our natural abilities and not to supplant them because anyhow they can only be inferior especially the stuff they're offering now i'm like this is a sorry this is a this is a joke if they would at least pull out some secret space tech which is still kind of evil and makes you crazy or something at least i could say okay this is like really advanced but i mean you want to put a 4k screen in front of my brain or you know link me up with actual needles or something i mean that's so to me at least was so low tech i'm not even looking at this they're doing the best they can with the vision given their confines. If the, if you're a materialist, you're like we're working with neurons, we're working with this ape body, or what you know, it's like. And what you're kind of saying is like right, you're right. already a golden god. Why you know smoke some DMT or do some holotropic breath work or you know fast for forty days or whatever, and you're gonna find out really quickly you aren't your body, you aren't your mind, you aren't your culture, you aren't your you know, these things are part of the experience you're having, but if you reduce yourself to those elements, you're going to have a very bastardized kind of vision right, out of right. that, that place. I mean, if you think all you are is, you know, stuck on earth in an abyss of space, like, of course you want to leave earth like Elon Musk <laughs> totally because God damn myself, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, shit, like we're going to die from another meteor. Like, if, but if you think that, you know, you're in consciousness, the presuppositions kind of change the game. Which I think is why the Matrix shows in the third one. I don't if you guys are into the Matrix movies. Like in the first one, it's like, oh, you know, cool Christological figure. Yeah, you've risen from the dead and all this stuff. You you know, you can do. Wow, stop bullets. The second one's kind of like complicating things because it's about like divergence within. You know, it's not black white. You have all of a sudden like rogue elements. Like Smith is now on his own agenda, which is going to you know, it's part of the machine, but it's not the machine kind of thing. Um, so almost like psyops or however you want to look at that. And then in the third one, it starts um, instead of being at the green binary kind of frac, you know, like, you know, the computer bits, it shows fractals. And that's kind of what, you know, the energy that's the, the holy energy. You're talking about that God energy or something. The consciousness at the fundamental level is so unified that even the machines, you know, when Neo is being taken off and he's been, you know, died for Zion or whatever, um, everything is, is illuminated in that sense. Just to briefly mention this, because at least I've brought it up a few times, this whole question about what is Saturnian, Jupiterian, eat your children, what what the F is happening here. Isn't that also a similar idea? You could say that the machine, maybe in this sense, 
God, if you will, personified through the architect together with the oracle. And they recognizing that their own secret service they put in or their own control system and controller cast. Oh, we got to eat Represented kid, right? by Smith. Yeah. Is going completely rogue and crazy and is even destroying their entire creation. Cannot be allowed to go on. And therefore, they're in a sense also actively supporting the antidote to at the very least and here we are again reset and reboot the system right exactly exactly i'm I'm, no i've just been listening to all of your theories and i'm like it's i'm feeling it in my guts it's all churning i'm just digesting sorry all of those and and i agree with all of them as well as just being um human it's our humanness that we're you know us spiritual folk can also <laughs> um kind of forget sometimes of just how beautiful it is to be just in this human body in this human world in this human time and um and doing you know this inner work and all these other things is you know like i've said the parts of the consciousness you know we already have that you know that and the machine that representation of god we've got all these things here and we're like um too busy working <laughs> i think oh well, for me anyway i know um myself i'm I, I really just wish that i could you know do what you're doing like in this, like if you're not working at the moment i mean that is the most grandest thing to be able to just sit and be human and and, and not, just not just wish but it's level, pretty like, easy to lose a job week? these days is it not <laughs> no no i agree it's it just that um i'm a I'm a busy person and it's very, my teacher used to call me a plate spinner. So I'm always just running around from things to things, to things, you know, to work and to kids and to, you know, life right. just in general. And I, it, it, sometimes it's just really rare for me to actually just be, you know, be present, be here, be now. And, um, when you, you know, I, I always sort of say to myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one foot in the matrix, one foot out. And that's being the person I am and the Gemini with all my, feet and hands with in and everything it's um yeah i i it takes its toll on you you know um being meaning you know via the technology via the spiritual via the reality via, you know everything so i think yeah we've just got to be happy oh, happy is not the word for it but just be where we are right now and not really be. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those spiritual things of Taoism. It's like, just be be where you are. Be here now. It's the Ram Dass thing. I mean, at the one hand, it's 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 a paradox. As a Gemini, you'll understand this. And oh, the intellect. The intellect takes over. <laughs> that's why. Well, it's not bad that you're busy. We're here to live and experience. But if you're not taking breathers, it's like you'll start losing your center. And this, if the center doesn't hold, it starts like a gyroscope that loses its, like, you know, um, orbit or whatever. It'll start like... Uh, going crazy. absolutely right uh, so i mean but the fact that you're even like hey i need to do that that mindfulness that's the start of something that does not mean you need to like you know sell your children to the circus and go join a fucking ashram and never speak a word again i don't think we need to be luddites i don't think we need to destroy our technology i think in a weird abstract way um i mean it depends on presuppositions but it's like you know we're coming from you know i don't know how you believe in evolution or i mean i'm more darwinian than not but i don't i'm not like absolute on that Raphael's very much probably not on that front as much but the um the idea here is that like we're coming from the dust of the earth and we're imbued with life in a certain way and we're evolving and then now we've 
ripped into Gaia and pulled out elements that have, and then we've electrified them. And this is like a next level of externalized Gaia in our hands, like in the internet. Like it's not, it's not, you know, some hippies will be like, Oh my God, the whales and the trees. And it's like, yeah, we're not being responsible. We're being ignorant and stupid and selfish and, you know, very, um, you know, throwaway culture kind of like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, everything is on track. Everything's in harmony. However it looks. I mean, in a weird way, Raphael's played a song um, with an Alan Watts sample where it's like, the you know, what makes a good story? The good guys have to get fucking close to losing, and the bad guys have to look like they're going to win and, and, and believe they will. And if no one's playing those roles properly, like, it doesn't have the same dynamic tension, and we live in a universe, for better or worse, of polarized dynamic tension, toroidal dynamic tension, however you want to look at this. It just is kind of a fu- fundament to it. Now, one day we'll probably pop above that and have an awareness. That's what ayahuasca and stuff does where you see both sides of the coin and you're like, Oh my God, there's two sides and there. It's one thing. Oh my God. But, um, the world is a stage. Yeah. All the world's a stage. I mean, there's some movies you might like watching waking life. If you've never seen that, you'd probably really dig that. That kind of gets into maybe instead of simulation theory, it's more like, are we lucidly dreaming right now? How do we know we're not, you know, a dreaming or asleep or whatever. Um, so Waking Life you might like. I think another one you might dig is um, – um, well, Paprika is cool, but that's more techie. Uh, what's that one? Uh, La Congress. Raphael's seen that where it's kind of like – I mean there's certain things that will turn on your mind. I, I, you're a Gemini, so I'll, I'll toss you some cultural nuggets. <laughs> but um, I know you're a mom and it sounds like you're very busy in life and this might be like in a side of time that you've given us and I appreciate it. Uh, are you? Oh no, I'm not today. Oh, oh shit! I presumed incorrectly. Um, well, I can't speak for Raphael, but uh, was there anything that we haven't touched upon that you want to talk about? Like, what was your cambo experience like? I've never done that. I've heard it's pretty much like licking battery. Like, it's very biological. Like, you're kind of purging. Oh god. Um. It seems like my... less like ayahuasca, where you're like, oh, there's my spirit guide. It's more like I'm throwing up all the negative ions or whatever. Oh gosh, um, yeah, the Cambo is not for the faint-hearted, but um, Cambo was part of the um, part and parcel of doing the ayahuasca. Um, do before basically, it's a full detox of your your system, um, so it allows the eye to go a lot deeper. Whereas no you can actually do it. Like you gotta like clear your hard drive before we upload your new data. Basically, it sounds like no, that's exactly it, and um, and it really does. Like I've done Aya without Canva beforehand, and it doesn't go as deep. You really do need to um do the dieta, which is the the you know the diet um no salt, to the letter no if you really want it Nothing. exactly. And um, but the Canva for some reason is just the most um. God, I didn't even know what I was getting myself into with the Cambo. I mean, I knew about the eye, but I didn't know the Cambo necessarily. Um, and very humbling. Um, are you aware, you know, you obviously have to, like the Shalom puts um, the dots um, on, you know, parts of your body. It's usually on the meridians. And um, then it's a secretion um, from the frog. So this, obviously, this Amazonian frog is um, the people would um, kind of call them down from the trees, these frogs, the, um, the natives. They would scrape off the skin and then they would, yeah, put it, actually use it as a kind of a vaccination, I believe, for their children um, to some extent, um, which is kind of hardcore because <laughs> once you kind of go through it, you'll understand why. But um, uh, 
obviously you have to drink, um, I think it's, I don't know if it's two litres of water beforehand or something. I can't remember the actual measurements. And then you sit. Um, oh, sorry, just skipped a step. Um, the shaman usually would put the, um, what's that, that eye stuff that, oh God, it's evading me at the moment. Putting your eyes, it's like putting chili in your eyes. Sananga, Sananga, have you had that oh, before? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> we may have talked so, about this before once. I have a, not, but Raphael has. That's a really oh, interesting God. trip, yeah. <laughs> so you the did first monkeys before? to figure this shit out is what I want to know. It's like, hey guys, put this in your eyes and I guess it'll open your eyes to the third I dimension. know, right? Exactly. And it, and it is painful. It's like the worst experience ever. You just think, you you know, you're gonna you're going blind at first. Well, I did. And then he administers the, the canva. He scrapes it onto the, the points onto your skin. And um, almost immediately you get this kind of full, um, it, it goes straight to your heart basically. And then you have this massive big experience of just your whole body heats up. Um, you, I can't really describe it. it. It's like the biggest kind of wave of, uh, you know, you don't even know what's going on basically at the time. And then you start to purge. So those purges, you normally have a bucket there. You, you purge a lot of water. However, you can go the other way as well. And oh, I hate to say this, but I went the other way and it wasn't pretty. I just, yeah, it was a lot to, 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 to get out. But afterwards you have this momentous, like this, clarity like and this um this kind of different um oh, acceptance and beautifulness it's, you just been through the most it's so traumatic going through this actual experience when you first do it that you come out of it like you just go oh shit i didn't die i did not die <laughs> well that's what i was doing anyway and then um so a lot of people that um that i met whilst doing this um Gosh, huge, um, uh, people with, um, chronic fatigue, um, with, uh, you know, obviously gut and health issues, um, migraines as well. One person I met also, he, um, had a, a myriad of diseases of some sort, you know, as a thing and, um, was getting, you know, cambo, um, every, I think six months or something. Um, they were like, yeah, lawyers and doctors, like, there was not doctors, sorry, lawyers and, um, there was even a, um, Kind of, he was like a politician of some sort. I could not believe the amount of different, and then there was those spiritual people with the dreadlocks and ponytails and stuff. There was just this massive amount of difference of people doing this cambo. And, um, yeah, afterwards though, that's the benefits. You just feel so much more energetic. Um, for me anyway, yeah, for the next couple of weeks afterwards, I felt like I could run a marathon almost. I don't know what it was, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately with, think it's kind of banned here now um i'm not sure the legalities of that but um is it still available where you guys are i don't know if you it was know, ever no. legal uh right, rough out. Like, i mean know, i think people know, just gotta do it on the dl yeah available is probably a stretchy term right um i've heard let's just say of people doing it i have never done it myself although i even participated in a sense from afar at uh, a ceremony and yeah, I mean, of course, as always, if you have a very qualified uh, healer, let's say, or um, administrator in that sense, and, you know, context, set setting and so on are right, it really seems to have these effects just as you described. I haven't um, yeah, jumped over that uh, 
sharp <laughs> object. Um, yes. It'll humble you like nothing else, hey. And I, it was such a, a beautiful, it was part, I was doing it when I was doing my shadow work and I was deep into that. And um, being the new kid there, I, uh, I, it was, it was that, that, uh, let's just say, yeah, I, I'm, it doesn't happen to me all the time when I have Cambo or since then, but it was very much a, a part of my um, growth, <laughs> my first one anyway. So I'd love to be able to say that I could do it again. I'm pretty sure there would be some sort of practitioners, but they have kind of tightened the legalities here um, when it comes to psychedelics and stuff. But um, So obviously you have to be a frog farmer now as well as a meme farmer. Well, I don't know. Hey, um, I mean, my shaman is what twenty years in um, uh, um, counselling, so um, he actually utilises MDMA therapy, LSD therapy, and um, uh, uh, in his practice, basically. So he'll he'll do nice. sessions. I haven't actually had one before, but um, he'll do like yeah, couple sessions. He'll do you know earlier, um, it's like one on one sessions, and obviously group sessions as well. And I just think that in itself is like a step forward in humanity. The fact that we can actually use these plants, you know, all these medicines to um, help, you know, people with chronic, you know, um, you know, conditions to, you know, to help them grow. I mean, obviously it'd be great to not be able to have to do all this sort of stuff. I've met people that can, you know, go head on and, and, and work with their, um, their issues without the need for all this sort of stuff. But for me personally, I needed that push, you know, so it was, That's it was how very I feel. healing. LSD saved my life. Straight up, I was yeah. like an alcoholic. I was, you know, all sorts of stuff. And a lot of people don't necessarily see it that way. They see it like, I mean, I, the part, the tricky part, just like memes can become like, I guess, addictive. Um, the light show of psychedelia is so fascinating at some level, especially more like uh, cannabis doesn't sound like you want to just do that for fun all the time, but it's like, oh, definitely not addictive. yeah, yeah. Cannabis, LSD, those are more like fun, I guess you could say recreational potentially. Um, MDMA, I'm not all about rolling, but because you're like me, it seems, I mean, I don't need Coke. I don't need ecstasy. I'm pretty up already. I want to expand my mind. I don't want to like yeah, yeah. jitter particularly for a long time. Um, so I guess, uh, is there where do you think your meme game is going is this something you want to be i mean like clearly obviously team rabbit hole came out of nowhere like are you trying to organize this into like a, a more of a thing where you get paid for it or how would you do you, uh, right now it seems like something that you're doing as a psychotherapeutic tool for yourself that involves others how gemini and um do you want to take it to another level are you content with where things are how do you see your kind of future in that sense with the internet uh Look, um, it's so easy to become, you know, make this my identity, you know, and then that is part and parcel of social media as well as just being in life. And uh, no, it isn't my identity. I, I mean, I do enjoy it and I do love it and I do love the interactions and the, um, the people I've met through via memeing. Um, I still think that there is so much more growth um, to be had, whether how and how well, it's already been utilized it's, it's, it's already there you know but i think there is there's still some other levels that we haven't seen to the meme game that you know um we will <laughs> soon enough but for me um i don't know i'm just kind of just doing my thing hey i mean ultimately i'd love to be in um you know a, a workplace life that 
I just thoroughly am passionate about. I'm a very passionate person, as you both are as well. And um, and when you know when you're enjoying what you're doing every day, it just makes oh no, it makes the world go around, doesn't it? <laughs> For me, anyway. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's all part of the the machine, as you say. Like um, I just have to be mindful that I'm not um, feeding from that machine or actually feeding the machine as well. Like, you know, so that's the ego work. Um, it's the, um, I don't know, just acknowledging all the aspects of it and being mindful every step of the way as to what it is I'm, how I'm utilizing it. So I don't know, to be honest, I have no answers as to, to, to where, how to translate any of what I'm doing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> just just, well, be, no wrong just be, be. I was just curious. Yeah. Cause it seems like you're making memes. I've never really done that. I might've made like two or three in my life, like straight up. Oh, like, oh. oh, I made original content. I'm more just like hustling memes. No, it's because probably I'm not doing as much as creative work that I should be. That's the thing. Like, and this is my creative outlet. Like I, you, you, this is, is this your creative outlet? This is what, I mean, you've got your music as well. Um, I mean, Raph's got his, you know, website and it's, therapeutical <laughs> Ralph, you should have been therapy um not being therapy you should have been a therapist like i actually he instantly become, become balanced <laughs> i what instantly do you think become balanced by for some reason i don't know what well, it I'll, is i'll tell you one funny story and it's you know i've only done one uh, let's say a few one-on-one -on -one conscious channelings um i'm not like you know let's just say generally i'm not supported to do anything like a lot and then it always depends on demand and many other factors one funny story is that uh, I got referred to through a friend and then a woman was there and to me she looked like a, it was just my, you know, silly impression, like Nigerian princess or something. Also, she only spoke English, I think. And um, she asked me for some things in regards to relationships. I was like doing cards for her and then also briefly channeling. However, I couldn't really get through or let's say in a sense she wanted some other kind of information. However, ultimately, just like that, she gave me a hundred bucks and it wasn't even like half an hour or something. And and then she was like, well, unfortunately, like, you know, she didn't get the kind of answer she wanted because I'm also not the type of neither channel nor terror reader to be telling you, oh, this is going to happen or this, you know, likelihoods and self-empowerment, if, you know, anything. But then she said, oh, well, but if I'd be looking for a shrink, I'd totally be coming to you. So, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. You've got a natural ability to have that calmness. I think um, even as the Gemini's that are up, <laughs> you instantly come a little bit. Um, I don't know, not muted, but just calmed. He's the caterpillar. We're Alice in Wonderland. Maybe the Cheshire cat. <laughs> so it's like that's how it feels. Um, it's funny I because it. I think Raphael's like I, I said. This is their. I mean, he was my friend that I would hit up when I was tripping it and ask about crazy shit. And that turned into like us conversing more and more. So, you know, and he's read enough. <laughs> and so he'd become this anchor in the very weird. So it's like, hey, if we are in a dream, what does that mean? You know, like that kind of stuff. Uh, and he'd have insights at that level. So he's always been kind of a wall to bounce ideas off of. And then I think he's told me some story, Raphael, right, where you were like at a festival and people just want to trip and hang out near you like a trip sitter or something more. Trip sitter. That actually is a job, you know. My friend had in the States. Yeah, he had trip sitters. Yeah, so 
you know, nothing professional. Again, these are just, you know, synchronistic encounters. And generally, you could say, well, you're just at a party, psychedelic trans festival, whatever. And that's just kind of what people do. And some, you know, they just go there for entertainment. In a sense, I do too. But I also go like I do everything for, let's say, anthropological study, understanding of others leading to more understanding of myself. And, you know, then you just see how you can apply whatever abilities or gifts you have. And yeah, these are some of the most both rejuvenating and transformative experiences, you know, same, even just with meeting people and, you know, also without any altered states or anything, you know, if you just have, if that's what you're interested in, understanding psychology overall, and you're polarized in a positive sense, it's just, you know, kind of normal, that's what you do. And the advantage, of course, may be that in altered states, you know, starting with flashing lights up to you know, substance induced or meditation induced or all these variants, just, uh, how should I say, vacation induced can also really mean a lot. Um, it usually just allows for a bit more malleability and flexibility within these moments. And that's just where I can also uh, apply my techniques in a sense or reflections most effectively, you know, there's just a higher transmission rate, uh, possible right and a lot of good transformation can happen and it's enjoyable you know so perfect combination healing should be fun i think well said. so sheree uh we're hitting the two hour mark do you guys want to start winding down Rafael? Yeah, i know it's later for you uh okay so two things a i mean well a couple things i'll send you some movie suggestions you'll turn on to which are cool Look forward um, to it. Yeah, get into on. astrology. Get into all the stuff. You're doing all the cool shit. I mean, you're you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. So don't stress out. Um, you know, you've now done your first podcast. So congratulations, you did great. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you had fun. Uh, is there anything? Uh, I, I'm kind of curious. I mean, your screen name is Cherry Bomb Eight 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 Eight. Is Eight 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 Eight? Yeah, four eights. Um, what's the story behind that? And and then you could kind of tell us last parting thoughts, uh, you know, if you want to leave us with any nuggets of wisdom, meme wise or otherwise. Oof. Um, I get asked about that a lot, the Cherry Bomb Triple Eight. Um, Cherry Bomb was just a nickname uh, at um, one of my first jobs or something. And I kind of just utilized it for um <laughs> stuck and it was my first you know um you know when you're trying to get into the youtube you know like, it became kind of like a password almost and i could probably say you know it's another form of an identity as well which i hate saying but it, it probably was at that stage so i've, it, I've had it for a long time but the triple eight was um yeah because everyone's like is it birthday or not nah, it's not it um remember back my mum was Oh, she was kind of into the feng shui back in the, I think, the 90s. You know the feng shui kind of I'm, not, I'm aware of it, but I'm not, like, versed in it. Yeah, so she was kind of really into it at one stage. And, um, yeah, eights um, is one of the, you know, the good feng shui numbers sort of thing. So I don't know why I did that. But it was really, as I said, it, this account that I'm on it is total personal account. Like, I think I legit... Um, I wasn't even on Insta, I was always on Facey. Um, I, I think I had around about, what, 50 people, personal friends, you know, um, two years ago. So, I don't know, it just, I never thought to change my name <laughs> or anything like that. I just 
just is. I'm not, and I never got into the whole spiritual of like, you know, oh, um, wisdom, beautiful crystalline galactic, you know, kind of, I didn't get into that sort of name. Sh- and I think that's probably why um, I'm a little bit more relatable to a lot of people is because I do get a lot of those people, the ones that are just waking up, you know, and the mums, the, you know, the seekers, the searchers, the, um, and then I also get a lot of coaches and teachers and really smart people kind of <laughs> contacting me. So it's, re- I mean, it, it's all just a beautiful joy to experience this, you know, kind of technical world that we live in. Um, my, um, the beautiful beauty of memory, but, um, you know, are my memes dank enough? No, I don't. <laughs> Dank no, memes all day. Steezy, steezy, steezy. I was no, going to say, a, I mean, you... by far, no genius, no genius at it. But I mean, I do love talking to people, and that's, and you're the same as well. And I just, I'm mean, fascinated with people. I mean, even just the, the, the most, well, not even like, you know, it doesn't have, you don't have to be smart, you don't mean to, it just, I love, I love listening to people these days. You know, oh, if, they, if they come into my consciousness, I don't kind of actually search out them. But if they come in, I like go, woohoo. What are you coming here for? What are you What are you teaching me? You know. Well, that's a great way to walk through life. Uh, I think I was looking at it. I mean, cherry bomb is cool. Um, and eight 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 eight. Like it's. I guess it's a landscape, which is like infinity. So forever in a weird way. Forever. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of mean. Uh, and anyway, um, you're cool as fuck. Hopefully, you do more of these, and we'd love to have you back on sometime if you want to talk about anything in particular or just shoot the shit with some other people. Um, yeah, just keep doing your thing. Network. I mean, you're a gentleman. Just network through the internet and have fun, and you can't go wrong. I'd love to look at your chart, so I'll probably hit you up for that at some point. Just be like, oh, do this, don't do this, etc. It can help you there. But, oh, I'd um, love you to hit me up for that. That'd be great. Yeah, thank you. Word, word. Thanks for coming on. Uh, like I said, Raphael's friend suggested you come on, and I'm always pleasantly surprised what the cat drags in so uh it was a lot of fun um, thank you yeah was there anything like you want to leave uh in terms of parting sentiments um just uh this has been an absolute trip thank you so much um i've i've literally got like cheekaches from smiling so much actually um but yeah I don't think this is the end. Hey, I think it's, um, I can see so much more for you guys too, as well, just if I'm putting it out there right now. Um, you guys are young and, and, and so fresh and yeah, resonating as fuck, if, I, if you don't mind me saying, but, um, I don't know, just, um, yeah, thanks for listening to my, my, my stuff. Like it's, um, it's, it's been great. Thank you. Our pleasure. It's fun. It's like a couch. Like I told you, it's like Bart Simpson in a fucking treehouse hanging out with Millhouse and Lisa being like, what the fuck is life? Uh, Mr. Burns is insane and <laughs> Professor Skinner sucks and the bus driver is cool, but like he's kind of weird. So yeah, we're all just trying to figure it out and it's always a privilege to uh, find other, you know, team. I mean, your team is rabbit holes fucks. Don't doubt that. So I don't know if Rafa will play this. Uh, are you going to play that Cherry Bomb song, Raf? Please. All right, yeah, I, I oh, heard yeah. this. I mean, I'm sure you heard it before and people maybe have sent it to you, but uh, yeah. I think I heard it on some Marvel movie. Um, and then, of course, your screen name and stuff is Cherry Bomb, but this has a lot of edge to it. It's some sassy, um, woke meme style stuff. So hopefully you enjoy it. And once again, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you guys are the best. Thank you.
Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jim. And thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy yourselves. Radio Pokey.